Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today and spending a half hour with me in the middle of your day. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And we are doing this week, Relationships 101, as we are really setting a good foundation for couples and the way we interact with businesses, the way we interact in our families, our neighbors, just so that we can be that person that leaves them better than they were versus the person that leaves someone needing to be repaired and restored. We don't want to be that person. So I always am so thankful that you take time to listen to these shows because it, you know, there's lots of information that is not always easy to hear. And you kind of have to do some introspection and you kind of have to look at yourself and say, wow, I didn't even think about that. I may need to change that. Or, wow, I feel pretty good about myself because I am doing some of those things. We left off yesterday talking about this idea of living peacefully in a world that is not at peace, living peacefully in a world that demands my immediate attention. And previously in this week, we, we really talked about appropriate expectations in relationships. Then we talked about some, some basic differences of gender and, and um, you know, between men and women, the hardwiring of men and women. And I'm going to do a little bit, uh, I'm probably going to do a week at some point just on gender alone because it is a, it is a really powerful um, topic and it's very helpful to understand men and women. You will like the opposite sex so much better when you understand them and you will like yourself better when you understand yourself and, and are a better version of that. So we talked about that. We also talked about the uh, temperament differences. Like, And I gave you the um, resource of the Myers-Briggs temperament inventory, which you can go online and take that test. Uh, I think the website is 16 Personalities. And it, you can, it's a free online test, which I think you will enjoy tremendously. And we also then talked about the hardwiring of our personality and how we look at personality and those those those. Um, those five factors in how we measure personality. And that was conscientiousness, agreeableness, openness to experiences, extroversion, and neuroticism. And those are the five ways we measure personality, which is kind of like our skeletal structure. And our temperament is kind of like our muscular structure. The muscles are a little bit more flexible. We can kind of, this a little bit more movable, where the skeletal structure, that's not, that, there's no bend, there's no, there's no move in, in the skeletal structure of us. So the personality is pretty hardwired. And temperament, kind of, we may vacillate when it comes to temperament at different points in our life. We may be more extroverted, more introverted, you know, more intuitive, or more, um, maybe we're more adapting at different times in our life. And so I think those, those areas are going to be very helpful if you, you know, maybe listen to the shows again and do a little bit of just some introspection for yourself. Then we're going to also do a, um, some stuff on boundaries because that is also a really imperative skill 
to have when you want your relationships to be working successfully. So we left off here when we were talking about living peacefully in a world that demands our immediate attention. And this is part of how we make sure that we are on top of ourselves, that we are managing ourselves. Because when we're managing ourselves, we're going to be a lot easier to be with. We're gonna, people are going to enjoy us a lot more. And we are going to bring out a better version in them. So we started with practicing the power of pause. And that is I don't have to do anything immediately. Nobody can make me do anything. Unless the three Bs are involved. And the three Bs are blood, broken bones, and nobody's breathing. If those, any of those three are happening, obviously I have to do something immediately. Otherwise, I have time. And the reason we don't always feel like we have time and we have to answer immediately or do something immediately, make a decision immediately, is simply because of the pace of our world. People did not live this pace. If you remember back maybe 200 years ago, there was no phone. Sometimes people waited six months for a letter to come, especially if it was coming from overseas. And so the pace was very different. Their expectations were very different. We, we have this tendency to think, you know, if we can drive 65 miles an hour in a car, we should be able to work that fast. And, we, and the expectation of wanting it immediately can, can put a lot of stress in our life because we set ourselves up to be upset instead of relaxing and pacing ourselves. So we also talked about this idea of the value system, that you want to know what your value system is, and it's imperative that you live your value system. One of the ways that, that we really end up feeling badly about ourselves and not being proud of ourselves, not liking ourselves, is if we are consistently breaking our own value system. And it's also indicative of an untrustworthy person. So if you are purporting to have a certain value system, but you don't live it, the people around you are not gonna necessarily see you as trustworthy. If you're not trustworthy, that directly affects intimacy. A great way to live peacefully and practicing the power of pause is to just breathe, take a breath. And we've talked about this before, that if I breathe in, I can't talk. So if I just take a breath before I speak, I won't have to take back so many words. I won't break a value system. I won't be doing something impulsively or compulsively. If I relax my body and recognize that there is no reason to not be relaxed, we're not living in a war zone. It may feel that way. Emotionally, it may feel that way. We live in a very stressful world, but that does not necessarily mean it's dangerous. So we don't want to live as if we are in danger. That changes our thinking dramatically to one of fight, flight, or freeze, versus using good judgment. So it's difficult to be angry and stressed if my body is a wet noodle. And that's what I tell people. If you just relax your body, it helps you to manage anger and stress better. Because we use our body to tell our mind to relax. If we can't get our mind to relax, then relax your body. Because that contradiction will help your mind to follow your body and say, oh, the body's fine, the body's not stressed. The body's not tense, trying to get ready to run. So maybe things are okay. And it helps us to relax our minds. 
It's always helpful if we try to relax our mind first to relax our body, but sometimes that doesn't work. So start from the bottom and move your way back up. All right. I can suspend this event and deal with it later. That's an important concept for you to know. I can suspend this event, this, this whatever is going on, this interaction, and I can deal with it later. And what that means is, if I'm having a disagreement with somebody, and it's uncomfortable, and I'm trying to work it out, and we can't seem to get it worked out, and I have an appointment, right? It's okay as an adult to say, you know, I really need to go do this appointment. We need to talk about this later. Because adults can handle things not always having closure to move to the next moment. See, little kids and teenagers can't do that. If you remember back when you were in high school, and junior high especially, right? If you were fighting with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, well, you couldn't go to class until you got it worked out, right? And so it's really, it's really important to recognize that adults can suspend things. Adults can have an argument before they leave the house and say, you know what, we're going to get this figured out. We both need to go to work. Let's just relax and we'll figure it out when we get home. And a lot of times what that does is that gives you some perspective as well. So you actually know what is the true issue. Because there is a difference, if you know, follow me on this, there's a big difference between an emotional argument and a content argument. Many times content arguments turn into emotional arguments. And what I mean by that is, we started talking about the content, which is, hey, you forgot to deposit that check in the bank. I'm worried that we're going to go into overdraft. That's content. That's actual. That's literal. That's a, that's a topic. And many times the way we talk about that content takes the argument into a completely different direction. And now we're completely off the topic and we're arguing about the way you're talking to me or what you're saying. And we get into all or nothing statements. You always do this. You never do that. I can't trust you. And we start the accusing. Those are emotional arguments. And those have a momentum of their own because they will keep that, that emotional argument keeps itself alive because people keep reacting to what's being said. So it's imperative, if you are ha starting with a content issue, disagreement, argument, that you work on relaxing your body so you stay talking about the content and not having it morph into an emotional argument, which is all about character assassination of the person. You always do this. You never do that. I can't depend on you. How can you talk to me like that? Oh my gosh, the look on your face. These types of things, those, oh, those are hard to heal from as well. Very hard to heal from. So adults can suspend things. They can take their time. How about this? I'm a grown adult. What would an adult do right now? So many times we can reorient ourselves into saying, okay, wait a minute, I'm an adult. I'm an adult. How would, how would an adult handle this? I don't want to act like a child. I don't want to act like a teenager. Even though I'm feeling highly emotional, how would an, an adult handle this? And that sometimes helps to kind of reorient us and ground us back into reality and saying, I can suspend this or I can relax my body. Let me just take in a breath. There's no blood, there's no broken bones, everybody's breathing. I need to relax. 
Number, this is number eight. I don't want to betray or shame myself. How can I best honor myself in this moment? What is the most authentic for me? It's always important to, to know where you are, who you are, where you're coming from, what you need. And we have a tendency in our society to be so externally focused that we don't check in with ourselves until after the fact. And we may have agreed to something we really didn't want to do. Or we may have agreed with something that we don't really agree with. So it's very important that we say, you know, I'm not going to betray myself or shame myself just to get along with this person. It doesn't mean I have to be rude. But how can I best honor myself in this moment? How can I be the best version of me in this moment? So that I, when I walk away, I'm not going to have shame. I'm not going to be embarrassed. I'm not going to be mad at myself and go, oh, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. Or why didn't I say this? So what's the most authentic for me? What fits me and my value system? What best represents me in this situation? Because that's truly how I honor friends, family, coworkers, strangers, whoever that is. That's how I honor God. Now, I'm going to give you this. This is a, a really important one, and it's very, very helpful. And this is a saying that I want you to incorporate into your life because we have a tendency to be constantly doing emotional whiplashing of ourselves. We can't, you know, everything snags us, everything bugs us, everything gets under our skin. So I want you to use this particular, this, this little motto. And this is acceptance the key to all my problems. You know, we just need to accept things. That doesn't mean we're not going to change things that we could change. But we're going to figure out first, can we actually change this? If I can't change something, then I'm not going to put a whole bunch of time and energy getting all upset about it. I'm going to accept it. Okay, if I don't, if I don't like the traffic, there's nothing I can do about it, right? I'm stuck in it. So I might as well just relax and accept it. It's just a really crowded day on the freeway. And everybody's not driving well. Okay, I can't, I don't have any control over that. I'm going to accept that. Accept things politically. Unless you are going to go into politics, the best thing that you can do is not continuously speak against people you've never met and the country. You can certainly have an opinion, Nothing wrong with having an opinion, but we want to be careful as Christians that we are not sounding aggressive and that we are not sounding hostile and judgmental, that we remind ourselves it's God's world. It's God's world. He has not left this world. He's not abandoning the world. He is still here. He knows what he's doing. He knew all this would happen when he created the planet. He knew these days were coming and he knew exactly what he was going to do to get us all through it. So instead of getting all worked up about things we can't change, let's accept things and pray for the change that is possible if it's possible. You will live much more peacefully, less stressed, and you will have more energy to do the things you, you are called to do, maybe to do the confrontations that you are supposed to do, if you don't use all your energy trying to change things you can't change. 
I, I, I told a client one day, I said, you know, it's kind of like you think that the building that I'm in right here, in right now, that we're sitting in my office, it's kind of like you think this building should be five feet to the east. And so you're going to go outside and you're going to push the building and you think you're going to be able to actually move it. It's ridiculous, right? That's a ridiculous, I can't move a building. Well, that's part of when we're living in this world, we have to recognize, can I change this? And if I can't, I need to be at peace. So validate myself. Actively listen and pay attention to myself. Describe my feelings without passing judgment on myself. You know, I, I've said before, we can't choose our feelings. If I could choose my feelings, I'd be happy all the time, right? So my feelings are my feelings. What I can do something about is the way I express them, how I handle them, how I manage them, and how I get over them. So I want to respond in a way that takes myself seriously. I want to take myself seriously. I'm with myself all the time, and I'm responsible for me. So I want to acknowledge that the behavior or the emotions, right, that they make sense to me. I may not always understand them, but it doesn't mean they're right or wrong. Feelings are neither right or wrong. They just simply are. What we do with them may be wrong. So if I'm angry, if I'm feeling hateful, if I'm feeling spiteful, okay, that's just how I feel. Now, if I feed the feeling of hostility, if I start to act out in spite, that's not right. So I need to accept and validate the feeling and not judge my own feelings. And I like to use this. This is a great interpersonal effectiveness skill that we like to teach, okay? It's called interpersonal effectiveness skills. And it is FAST. That's the acronym. FAST means that the FAST part is I'm, the F is I'm fair. I'm fair to myself. I'm fair to others. That's what the F stands for. The A in FAST stands for apologies. I don't over-apologize. I don't under-apologize. S, stick to your own values. Stick to your values. Make sure that you believe your own opinions and why you have that opinion. And stick to the values. And the T of fast is be truthful. Don't lie. Don't act helpless when you're not. This is very important that we be truthful. And it doesn't mean that we be brutal or harsh. It means we be truthful. And if someone is asking us something and we don't feel comfortable telling that truth, then just be truthful about that. So, you know, I'm not comfortable talking about that. I don't know if I can say it in the way that I'm comfortable. Can I think about it? That's still being truthful. Another interpersonal effectiveness skills. This is be soft with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Because it's very replenishing to you if you treat you kindly with forgiveness, right? With honesty with yourself, sympathy, compassion on yourself. That helps you to do that better for other people. And find at least five positive attributes about yourself. Truly, this is not about being conceited or stuck up. This is about you liking you. The more you like you, because 
you follow your own value system, you're kind to yourself, you're honest, you're authentic, you've practiced good boundaries, these things, that causes you to be more likable to other people as well. And so create a kind environment. The world is very harsh. Create that environment for yourself internally and externally as much as possible. And that means being kind to others. You know what it feels like when a stranger is kind to you and you're having a bad day. So we can pass that around. Practice radical self-acceptance. Okay? God it radically accepts his world. He accepts everything about the world while he's changing the world. But he accepts us. It's a beautiful, it's an amazing thing that he would accept such fallen, mistake-making people. And really work on deeply liking yourself. There's one thing to being loved, right? But isn't it nice when the people that love you also like you? Being liked is a wonderful feeling. The more you like you, the more likable you will be. And so let's summarize this entire last couple days. I accept myself completely as well as others. I have realistic expectations for myself and others. I respect myself and others, and I see God in them and in me, and I trust him with them, and I trust God with me. I pace myself. Life does not run me. I and God run my life. So I pace myself. Super important that we really practice these, these, internal, these internal issues because what is internal will be externalized. You know that when you've met someone, initially you thought they were really nice, and as you got to know them, it's like, oh, they, they're kind of ugly inside. Well, we don't want to be that. So I want you to really accept yourself and accept others. It doesn't mean we accept all the behaviors. But we practice radical acceptance of others and ourselves, just as God does. And we have realistic expectations on ourselves. Don't be so hard on yourself, so mean to yourself, so judgmental of yourself. You know, that's one of the, the, mo- the worst things that we can do is just be beating ourselves up all the time. It causes you to lose so much effectiveness and confidence as well. And, and really, truly, it hurts God's feelings, okay? Because he loves you. And he's depending on you to treat you well. And even when you mess up, that you take responsibility for it, ask for forgiveness, and fix it. Don't ruminate on it. Recognize that that's just part of being a human, and God loves humans. And really respect yourself. And, and that helps you to respect others. It's very important that we really work on seeing the world the way God sees the world. And that we trust God with ourselves, with the people we love, and with our world. And we pray in those ways so that we really work on not doing a whole bunch of complaining because that's hard on your system. So pace yourself. Pace yourself. You are worth loving. You are worth caring for. And so are those that are around you. So God bless you today. 
And I'm so glad that you listened. And I'm so glad that you, I believe you are going to be really integrating these things into your life. So God bless you today. And I'm going to talk to you again tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.